Hello guys, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today I'm going to share another personal story about myself um, and my husband and our journey of homeownership. It's my goal with this podcast and just in my career to help everyone realize the dream of homeownership is, is not an unattainable one. Um, it's very it's very much doable. Sometimes it takes a little bit of work. It takes patience and time, depending on your situation, but it's completely and total, totally doable. Um, to kind of dive right in, my husband and I, we started um, our homeownership journey um, whenever he was working at Time Warner Cable, making like $15 an hour, and I was working part-time, and I was going to school full-time. And it was something that I always knew I wanted to do, so I did some research. I found different loan um, opportunities for us that would require no down payment or very limited closing costs because we were saving for a wedding, and I knew that we weren't going, you know, we just didn't have a whole lot of money, you know, in our in our account. I don't even know how much money he had, he had in his savings. I know all my money was for school. I don't even know, maybe $1,000, and that was right after he bought my ring. Um... So yeah, I mean it's it's completely and totally doable to kind of share share you know some personal some per, our, our personal story. Our first house, our, I think our purchase price was like one fifteen, and to kind of shine a little bit of light on monthly payments and things like that, your um, your mortgage payment basically is summarized of a few different things depending on how you do it. If you're a first time home buyer, your mortgage payment is going to include more, more likely than not, it's going to include your 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 principal, which is what you're paying towards the actual cost of the home, and then you have your annual taxes and your annual insurance costs. Um, and typically, what lenders will do is they will do something called escrow, and they will combine it all into one payment for you. Your homeowner's insurance will be due at a certain time, typically around the same time that you bought your house because it's an annual policy and it starts when you buy your house. And so typically every year it renews at the same time. Same with your um, with your taxes. Your taxes are due at a certain time of year. And so what your what your lender will do is they will get the bill for that and then they will pay it based upon what is in your escrow fund account. And so um, that's typically, you know, what a what a mortgage payment is summarized of is those three components, and um, I think our 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 monthly mortgage when we very first started was like eleven hundred dollars, um, and then after um, a few months we got an updated statement, and it went down to like eight hundred and fifty dollars, and that is crazy. I mean, you couldn't even pay that for um, for an apartment, and so sometimes depending upon what your situation is like. I know a lot of people, I hear more than I hear anything. A lot of people say, I could never afford a house. You don't understand how bad the market is in my area. It's so unaffordable. I don't have any savings or my credit is terrible. But the reality is, unless you go and you talk to a lender, the lender is literally who can tell you what you can buy and what you can afford, how quickly it can happen, how quickly it can. It would be like if you went out and you, you know, were walking through the grocery store and you told yourself, oh, I could never afford groceries. You know, I don't, you know, I don't have enough money to buy these groceries. My credit isn't good enough to buy groceries. But you have no idea what's actually sitting in your bank account if you don't even, if you don't look. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I have any money to be able to buy groceries. Well, did you look? Well, did you ask? It's no different than whenever you buy a home. Did you talk to a lender? Just because you talk to a lender, they do that every single day. It's it's no obligation. You go and you speak with them and you say, hey, these, these are my goals. How can you help me get there? 
And a lot of times they don't even have to pull your credit. They can just ask you some simple questions and they can tell you, well, this is typically the way that way that we do things. Let me know how that how you feel about it. And then you go from there. You know, after we bought our after we bought our first home, it was very small and it was kind of out of town and I was getting really annoyed with the drive into town. And I have this problem of not being once I once I get somewhere, I want more challenge and I just am never like satisfied. And so once we bought that house, I was like, it didn't take me long to, to wish, oh man, I wish we were in a bigger house. Oh, what would it cost to be able to try and expand this house? And what if we bought the lot next door and, and things like that? And, and so I was looking into, you know, I was picking the brain of a lender to ask her different lending questions. And she was talking to me about different, um, you know, where your credit score has to be and things like that. And I literally talked to her off and on for a few months um, before we ever actually proceeded with doing anything. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Lenders do this every single day. It's what they do. And so I just can't stress that enough. Like if you are thinking about buying a house, there's no obligation with calling your realtor, call someone you trust. And then from there, have them point you in the right direction with some lenders that they speak with, because not every lender is, is created equal. Um, just because you Google someone and they have good Google reviews doesn't mean that you're going to work well with them. And so, a lender, um, you know, if you reach out to a realtor, they can tell you, hey, these are my, you know, top three or four people that, that I've done business with in the past, you know, and they have different, um, you know, personalities that, you know, work for some people and, and, and everything like that. So reach out to them and, you know, find out what works for what works for you and, you know, what you, um, you know, pick their brain and see how responsive they are. If they never call you back, if they don't even want to give you the time of day, you know, then you know that you don't want to work with them. You know, it's simple as that. Um, but to kind of circle back, I kind of got a little bit off off topic there. When we bought our house, um, I think our, our I think our purchase price was one fifteen or one ten. I don't remember. And then whenever we turned around and sold it, we had to sell it the following year because my husband's job changed, and so we went and we had to move out of town. And so whenever we did that, um, we sold it, and I think our list price was like in the one twenty five, one thirty range or something. And we ended up being able to walk away after paying all of our closing costs. We're able to walk away with like over $8,000 in our pocket. And that's after that's after everything. Um, and so the return on investment with real estate is very present. It's very real. Um, it's very tangible. And so that's also something to, to keep in mind. Um, when it comes to real estate, if you were to, if we were to leave our lease, say we, say we got an apartment, we would just be walking away with nothing. We might even have to owe a deposit. We might, we might not even get our deposit back or owe additional, owe additional money. And, you know, with real estate, we had to, we had to sell and thankfully we were able to get, you know, quite a bit of money back, um, you know, after selling because the market was so good. Um, and then to kind of circle back with the whole home purchase thing again, obviously, we lived in an apartments for a little while until we found out, you know, where we wanted to put roots down and everything like that. And we had, um, we had gone under, you know, contract with a home builder. And, um, before we did that, we were kind of looking around and working with, working with someone trying to decide, you know, where we wanted to, where we wanted to live, where we wanted to put roots down. And I was speaking with a lender and he, he and I were going through the process of trying to rebuild our credit, um, and just improve it. My credit score has never been as good as my husband's. And, you know, I don't know why he and I live in the same household. Everything we have is the same, but for whatever reason, mine isn't as good as his. And so, 
we were working on trying to get mine to, to improve mine. And so, um, you know, it did take a few months. And so that's why I, that's why I, you know, talk very heavily about being patient and just seeing what needs to happen because you could speak with a lender. They could, you could do an application and you could just be ready to go. You know, you could get the golden ticket. Here's your pre-approval value, you know, go out and buy a house. Or they could say, Hey, you know, your credit is okay. We could, we could lend on this. However, you would get a better interest rate and your monthly payment would be lower if we did some credit building for you. And you worked a few months to pay down, you know, and they'll tell you exactly like, oh, your balance on this credit card is too high. Or we want your, you want, we want all of your balances to be a certain percentage of this. And they'll tell you exactly what you need to pay. If you just look at your, your portfolio of whatever you own, say you have a car, you know, you have 1500 in savings and you've got two credit card bills. One is like 5,000 and one is 3,000. And you look at that and you're like, you know what? I think that I can buy a house. Um, and you know, but my credit really sucks. I need to go ahead and I need to pay down this, this balance. This balance is way too high. When in reality, if you were to go and you were to do that on your own, if you were to go talk to a lender and have the lender look at everything, the lender could tell you, no, your credit's actually fine. Your balances are completely okay. But you know, you only have 1500 in savings. Why don't you work for, you know, the next two months to try to try and, you know, beef that up a little bit. Um, that, and that could help you with the, the cost of purchasing a home. You know, something like that, like literally if you don't go and you talk to them, you won't know and you could be spinning your wheels in the complete wrong direction. And don't get me wrong, paying down your credit cards is awesome. But if your goal is to obtain a house and to be able to buy a house, you know, you want to be able to be sure that you are you're working in the right direction. Um, so that's definitely something that's really important. And so, um, you know, whenever we bought our second home, um, you know, our purchase price was higher because we were in better jobs. You know, we had, you know, you know, stable income and everything like that. But whenever we bought our first home, I think we bought it for two ten was our purchase price, and then um, you know we owned it for three years, and so our principal, whenever we uh, whenever we sold it, was low enough to where whenever we uh, whenever we listed it, you know, back on the market, I think we got two twenty five for it when we listed it. Uh, or whenever we sold at the end, I don't remember if it was two twenty five or two twenty, something like that. Um, but we were able to take, you know, the funds that we made from that closing after paying our closing costs. Um, we were able to take the funds that we, you know, the profit, and we were able to put it down as a down payment on our next home. And then we had extra cash left over um, to be able to cushion our savings. And so, you know, like I've said before, real estate is something that, um, you know, as you own a home, you just gain more equity and you gain more um, equity is the, you know, the amount of um, that your home is worth. And so say, for example, you know, you only owe 190, but your house is worth 250, then you have $60,000 in equity there you know? Um, and so, you know, the more that you pay down the principal balance on your house and the more that, um, you know, you work towards, um, you know, things like that, you can just take that money and be able to buy an even better home, or, you know, maybe you want to downsize and then you can take that money and cushion your savings. Um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless when it comes to real estate. And, you know, the main thing that, that I can't stress enough is underestimating what you can afford, um, underestimating your ability to purchase, um, and just not believing in yourself to be able to get it done. You know, that's, that's the farthest thing from the truth. I don't care what your market is. Even if you lived in New York city, Austin, California, whatever, if you want to get something done and you want it bad enough, then just put your feet in the ground and do it. Um, it's completely doable and yeah, it's hard. It can be hard in some situations, depending on what your job history is, depending on 
you know, what your credit history is like. That doesn't mean that it's not doable. It just means that it's difficult. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't do difficult things and that you can't get it done. And so, you know, I can't stress it enough to, you know, find a realtor that you trust. Um, let them point you in the right direction whenever it comes to finding a good lender. And then they can they can help put all the pieces together for you. You know, the, the worst thing that you can do is sell yourself short and tell yourself that it's undoable and not be able to do it um, and just put it off for, you know, 10, 20 years because you just don't think that you'll ever be able to get it done when in reality it's completely doable and it's completely achievable, achievable. So don't sell yourself short and just remember that you're absolutely capable of doing anything you put your mind to. So with all that said, guys, I hope that you have a fantastic week and you guys take care and don't forget to be awesome.